Hello and a warm welcome to this podcast for the Business Immigration Team at Right Hustle. I'm Stacey and I'm speaking with Daniel today. Hi Stacey, just to confirm, I'm Daniel Afsal, a solicitor in the Business Immigration Team at Right Hustle. Thanks Daniel. Um, so today we're going to be talking about some of the changes in the world of business immigration and hopefully some of the listeners are aware of these. But Daniel, would you start off by just kind of highlighting some of those key key things we're seeing? Yeah, just by the way of our background, a majority of the changes that we'll discuss have stemmed from the government's announcement um, earlier this year, uh, which was to increase the salaries in the public sector. Um, the Prime Minister confirmed that the salary increase will be partly funded by the, char- the increased fees charged to overseas migrants in terms of visa fees and other associated costs. Um, an example of this, where we've seen in practice, is the increase to the certificate of sponsorship fee of £199 to £239. Uh, separately, the increased fee of the using the priority service, which is now in line for both in-country and out-of-country, which is at £500. So essentially, we've seen an increase of f- between 15 and 20% um, charged. Okay, and, and when did this call come into effect? Um, the date... These changes came into effect was the 4th of October. Um, the Home Office uh, published their announcement on the 15th of September, so there wasn't much of a gap um, from the announcement to the date the effective change took place. Okay. So I think you mentioned some things, fees aren't changing. What what are those? Um, currently, the fees that aren't being increased and um, weren't listed um, in guidance as, sorry, in the announcement has been increased were the, the fee for the sponsor license application the immigration skill surcharge, and finally, the immigration health surcharge. Um, Stacey, have you heard any more about the possibility of the immigration health surcharge increasing? Yeah, so um, the immigration health surcharge, for those who don't know, um, is often called the IHS, and at the moment, it's charged at £624 per applicant per year of leave if they're applying for. There are some reductions and some exemptions to this, for example, for children. So the news at the moment is this is due to increase to around £1,000 per year. The exact figure's yet to be released. Uh, do you know when these changes will take place and that will the increased fee will take place? We don't know at the moment. Um, there is talk that it could be later this year or perhaps with the financial uh, start of the new financial year. What other changes are? Okay, I want to touch on three topics here. So the first one's with students. So from the beginning of next year, they won't be allowed any dependent family members to come to the UK with them. And also the immigration rules will provide that if they're switching categories within the UK, they uh, will need to have completed their course that they're studying. The second topic I want to touch on is the youth mobility visa scheme, and that's expanding to add more nationalities. So this will now include nationals of Australia, Canada, Andorra and Uruguay. For those that are eligible to extend by a further year in the UK, this will now also include nationals of New Zealand, Canada and Australia. The final topic I just want to mention is the Electronic Travel Authorisations or ETAs. So these will be for people visiting the UK who are non-visa nationals. It's an electronic permission that will be linked to your passport, um, allowing you to travel to the UK. So for those who are nationals of Qatar, you will need an ETA if you're travelling on or after the 15th of November to the UK. And this will then be um, rolled out to members of other countries um, throughout for the following year. So, um, Daniel, I haven't mentioned this, but I know there's a lot of changes digitally um, and a progression to electronic reform within the Home Office. Could you explain a bit more? 
Yeah, sure. In terms of the digital system, um, the Home Office has now been in a transitional period of changing um, the way in which overseas migrants and migrants in the UK evidence their visa status um, and their permission to be in the UK. Um, an example of this is the phasing out of physical biometric residence permit. Um, if an individual's visa expiry date is after the 31st of December 2024, um, their physical permit will still state their, their end date as being the 31st of December 2024. It's important for employers and sponsors to note that that, that will not necessarily be their visa expiry date. Therefore, the importance of conducting a valid right-to-work check um, is vital. Um, and employers should conduct a right-to-work check before the employed person to ensure that they are legally permitted to do, to do the work in question. Uh, if, if an individual's right to work is time limited, um, the employer should ensure that a follow-up right to work check is conducted. Um, the importance of conducting a valid right to work check is essentially providing the employer with a statutory excuse um, or a defense against a civil penalty. Um, there's, there's numerous ways to conduct a right to work check, but specifically for overseas migrants um, who hold a biometric residence permit or alternatively have a visa status which has been bracketed online um, a valid right to work check will need to be conducted online to provide a statutory excuse against a civil penalty a brief summary of how this can be conducted is um, a link via the gov.uk website where the individual in question the employee will access their uk visa account um, obtain the share code which they will need to provide to the employer um, the employer will be able to use that share code to conduct a valid right to work check online and essentially have that statutory excuse against um, a civil penalty. Thanks, Daniel. I think that should be really helpful. Um, hopefully you found this podcast interesting. If you've got any questions on what Daniel or I have been speaking about or have any other questions you'd like us to cover in a later newsletter, please get in touch. Have a look at our FAQ section, which has links to some of the articles that we've written recently. Um, and also a sponsor licensed health checklist, which is especially for the readers of the autumn newsletter. Thanks and bye everyone. <laughs>